Alright, fellas, and it looks like things are good to go here. How's it going, everyone? And welcome to your favorite Sunday night Xbox show, the Xbox Roundtable. This is your host, Invader, and we're back after taking a bit of a break for the Independence Day long weekend. Admittedly, there's been a bit of a lull and, like, really, really big news. But then again, it's just that time of the year. But there's still quite a few things to cover and to talk about. For example, PlayStation did some shopping around and acquired a couple of studios. What are our thoughts on those recent moves? Well, we'll get into that. As well, we'll dive into, well, some recent uh, news and interview with uh, Avalanche Studios talking about their uh, Xbox exclusive contraband. Is this uh, Xbox's, uh, you know, big advantage? Uh, is it a big advantage for the ecosystem and a big advantage for the game, for the studio? And a few other things to cover, uh, certainly a few things to talk about. However, let me introduce everyone on the show panel tonight. And first off, a uh, bit of an announcement in case you already don't know. General MLD will be joining the show as a permanent full-time panel member. Welcome to the show, pal. Uh, how you doing over there? Oh, yes. Uh, thanks for that nice, very nice intro there. Thank you for welcoming me. It's good to be here. Just uh, came back from uh, the, the Euro Italy celebrations in my town, but, uh, you know, Show the show must go on. You know, here I am, uh, ready to talk gaming. So, uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, totally, brother. I mean, uh, I don't know about you, but I mean, I, I think I saw in the DM you, uh, or at least in your Twitter feed, like all those people going crazy. I'm not sure if that was a highway or whatever. It was on a street, like people waving the Italian flags and the Azuri flag around. I know people are going nuts at my end, but damn, like it's gonna be a party tonight, man. <laughs> <laughs> for all the that Italian. wasn't even a highway. That was, that was like a regular, like residential road. Yeah, right, right. Oh. So, ah, oh, it's, it's crazy over here. Yeah, I mean, I'm just thinking near me, like all the uh, all the Italians in Little Italy and Hamilton are just gonna like, oh, they must be just flooring it, or uh, the Italians in Toronto on uh, College Street. There, man, it's uh, it's a party. It's a party. By the way, good uh, good job to England. You know. Uh, you know, you guys did a good job, but uh, damn, definitely a party for uh, the Azzurri, you know, getting that second uh, Euro title there. Uh, just exciting, exciting tournament to watch. Again, I, I'm, I'm a huge soccer fan in Italy, so uh, this is uh, <laughs> really, really good news. But yeah, guy, welcome to the panel. Uh, moving along here, uh, Tim Buddy. Hey, how you been? Been uh, busy and studying for uh, CDL, like I was telling you uh Pre-show, very happy to announce that Mr. Famous General MLD is going to be on the show. Uh, happy about that. Looking forward to do the show with him tonight and for future shows. Uh, always been a big fan, a lot of respect. Uh, one of the first YouTube creators that was an Xbox guy um, during the time when uh, YouTube was just getting out. So really happy to have him here. A lot of insight and uh he knows what he's talking about, and uh, he's a, a, a really good Xbox guy in the community. Very happy to have him join the show. Uh, you're, you're too kind, man. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Well, I mean... And congratulations on your uh, Euro thing. I, I saw the I saw the game. What, what happened at the end? It went down was, penalty right? shots. But yeah. they were winning though one nothing, right? I so I thought it was like uh, England was winning one nothing. Italy tied it in the second half, and uh, 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 Italy just kind of well after like the first five minutes of the game, Italy was just kind of. I, I mean, I don't want to sound like 
you know, too, like, kind of uh, one-sided. But, I don't know, Italy just kind of dominated the game afterwards. <laughs> like, what do you want yeah. me to say? <laughs> the second half, they, they stepped it up the second half. And the penalty shots, they made it, like, really theatrical. Like, like it came down to the last shot. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, yeah. Good stuff by England. Good stuff by Italy. It, it was fun. It was a fun to watch, and it was a fun tournament overall. Um, so, yeah, no, that was good. Uh, but yeah, at General MLD, uh, it's great to have you here. Welcome to the the, the Xbox Roundtable. And by the way, uh, good content lately, buddy. Uh, I saw your video the other day. Love the passion. Love the passion. You keep that up, all right? Well, that's what it's about. Thank you. Thank you. Of course. Uh, moving on here. Uh, Eric Shockley, buddy. Hey, what you been playing lately, buddy? Hey, what's up? Yeah, lately uh, I picked up that Scarlet Nexus. I was kind of contemplating waiting because i know that tales of arise that looks pretty dope is coming out soon and there's so much to play especially this month what next week you have uh uh what was it the ascent dropping on game pass so it's just like my backlog is already hmm. uh you know clogged up here so um but yeah it's i picked it up with those uh six thousand uh microsoft points um they were always making that thing like an unbelievable deal so Grab that. Um, that's been pretty cool. The combat's uh, pretty awesome. I was surprised it doesn't have any, like your HDR won't. So there's no HDR, but like the colors really pop, even though it's not, you know, you know, clicking into the HDR settings in your TV. So I was kind of surprised at that type of game, especially with some of the colors. Um, but the combat's been pretty cool. So that game's definitely, if you like, if you played any of the Persona games or, any anime there's a lot of anime isms in there so mm -hmm. if that kind of annoys you maybe wait for a sale or <laughs> wait for game pass um but otherwise yeah if you like any of the anime style or persona if you played any of those it's pretty dope but yeah it's what we've been playing the uh past week or so so definitely check it out there I and mean, i think there is a demo for it that's still available so maybe download that and see if that's uh your cup of tea hmm very good, very good. Um, yeah, no, you're always the first one to mention it, buddy, with, like, all the HDR popping out. I remember with uh, Dead Space, uh, with the HDR, you were talking about that, too. And, uh, you know, just, you know, it's, uh, you know, Xbox does some pretty impressive stuff when it comes to, like, backwards compatibility. And just even, like, again, like, when you're talking about the HDR stuff, just the tech, it's, it's uh, really amazing. Uh, moving on here, we got Centurion, buddy. Hey, what have you been up to, brother? Oh, man. What is up, everybody? It has been a crazy 48 hours. I've seen children crying, people losing their mind over soccer, and, of course, Tim Dog had to post a photo of Conor McGregor in his stub. What the heck, dude? I saw that photo pop up on Twitter, and I had to instantly put my phone down. Oh, my God. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways, so, yeah, it has been very interesting, Twitter, past few days. I've been watching a lot of people... Uh, it's actually interesting to see Twitter losing its mind over other things other than gaming. But other than that, speaking of gaming, um, I've been kind of dabbling around in Conker's Bad Fur Day. Don't know Ooh, why. And no, nice. I'm not playing the one that was given away for free. I'm playing it on Rare Replay. I'm not playing the remastered like Xbox One version. I mean, the original Xbox version, sorry. Um, and then for some reason, I also got like... It was like a shiny object. I discovered this skating game called Session, which is in game preview. 
And this is probably the most in-depth skating game I've ever played in my life. It's addicting, but also aggravating at the same time. It's not Tony Hawk, hold the trigger down, just zoom around. Literally, you have the A trigger is the right foot. The X trigger is the left foot. Um, the control, like the joysticks, do not do anything for the camera or anything. You turn using the triggers. Um, it's more like a skating simulator. Huh. Very interesting. Yeah, I remember, I remember that from creation. Um, yeah, it's right now. Um, it, it's in uh, the Nacon sale that they have going on. Um, mm -hmm. Normally, it's twenty bucks. It's on sale for fifteen bucks right now. But I mean, like, I literally spent fifteen minutes trying to figure out how to grind a rail because you have to. Move the joy. You have to make your character crouch down. Then you got to pop the joysticks up to cause your character to ollie the board, and then you got to land it on the rail. I mean, like you got to. It's not like Tony Hawk where it kind of helps you get to the rail. If you're left or right of the rail, you'll just go right past the rail, um, and you got to land on the rail and you got to move the joysticks over to start balancing yourself as you go down the rail. Um, and the cool part is, it's like a full open New York City. And you can get off your skateboard. Like you hit the Y button, you pop your skateboard up, and you're starting to run around. <laughs> yeah, I, I know Charla's a big fan of this game, or he had a lot of uh, it had a lot of potential. It was one of the games that that uh, that I did at Xbox. Uh, definitely had a lot of um, eyes on it. I'm uh, just wondering how are the graphics, and also, uh, do you think the game really has a lot of potential? Because I, I remember think. For sure, Pachala was pretty big on it. I've seen I before I bought it, I watched a couple reviews on YouTube of people that have been into the game for a while, keeping up with the updates. Um, some of these guys, I guess, played skate real heavily. I didn't, and uh, I guess the go-to game uh, was skate, and they're saying this is more almost more in depth, and uh, it shows a lot of potential. Yes, there's a uh, there's misspelled words. Uh, that I've noticed in some of the menus, like uh, it's telling you to use the left joystick when it was actually the right joystick. So there is, it is definitely a game in preview, but in my opinion, the graphics look pretty clean for what it is. And don't get me, it's not a showpiece either. I mean, there was times I biffed my board and you would like watch the, the trucks actually clip into the concrete below. But I mean, I think it's more that they're trying to give people a very serious mechanic. They don't want, they didn't want people to mistakenly, because there's a joke in the game, and it's like, oh, yeah, skate over here for 100 points, and you go over there. The guy's like, oh, yeah, I lied. In this world, we don't give out points. There is no points in skating. We just, It's more of an art. So that's where they really wanted people to get away from. You're not going to be trying to bust oh. out combos and get all these points and stuff. <laughs> hmm. Wow. Interesting. Well, you know, it's funny you mentioned the earlier uh, Conker's, uh, well, live and reloaded. Conker's Bad Fur Day, uh, the, a game that I still wonder to, in my mind, would this, would they be allowed to make a game this risque today? Uh, no, no way. No way. No. See, that that's my whole thing. Everybody, you see everybody, we, we, we need a part two. We need a part two. I don't think the world can handle a part two with just how crazy it gets anymore. Yeah, I don't think Microsoft wants that heat right now. Well, they're pretty hesitant. Like, look at what happened with the uh, Project Spark uh, Conquers uh, 
what what was it? Yeah. They tried with that. They canceled it just because I don't know. Well, then again, there was a couple of different things that were going on there again with Project Spark and so on, and you know they disbanded the team Dakota. But uh, I don't know. Like I love Conquer. Actually, for example, I I, I did download and uh, play the uh, Conquer Live and Reload that we got for Games with Gold. It's a really good game. I I mean I own it anyway, so it's not a big deal. Plus with uh, Rare Replay, I have the original. But uh, it's such a good game. Like even uh, again with live and reloaded, you you boot it up, and I mean, you know, I some don't... of the some of the jokes today hold up. A lot of the a lot of the, uh, I guess, uh, innuendos and all the stuff from like the '90s and like it was pretty much a '90s game. So all the '90s cliches, like the Matrix, the Alien, I have been laughing the whole time uh, at just how like I. In my mind, that there's no way this game could be made today, especially at that moment. You're putting a baby dinosaur on that con- on that ta- on the sacrifice table, and you're like, "Man, I feel so wrong for what's about to go down." Well, I'll be <laughs> honest though. Like, I mean, you look at what they did with Live and Reloaded when, and again, when Rare just got bought by Xbox, and that game graphically still holds up. It's a beautiful game with all kinds of detail. Like, I would recommend it to anybody. I know. Yeah, okay, you could say it's a little risque, but I mean. I yeah, think they, if anything, I think re- what they should kind of revisit <clears throat> is the teddy bears versus the squirrels. I think they really hit some gold there, especially during the multiplayer in Conker's Bad Fur Day. I remember having all my friends come over and we'd sit there on Nintendo 64 and you'd have the squirrels versus the teddy bears and mm-hmm. just these huge death matches. And I-, I just think that'd be just like an awesome little uh, small just multiplayer game free to play that people could go in and just have this run amok. I mean, just there was tons of fun playing squirrels versus teddy bears, at least for me. Well, the issue is rare. doesn't want to go back to their old IP. Seemingly they just want to move on. I mean, again, you look at banjo conquer, so it's going to have to be another studio. I mean, I know we've heard some, uh, studio rumblings recently. Of course, nine lives there in the chat says it's acquisition season. Yeah, well, we'll see about that. I mean, acquisitions are probably coming, but uh, they need some developers for these games. I would love to see them revisit Conquer, but we'll have to wait and see, boys. I mean, it's acquisition season. We we see all these uh, game developers out <laughs> in the grass trying to hide. Phil Spencer, Jim Ryan, all the other guys are scoping them out. Oh, no, a rare studio has appeared. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean. I don't. I, I really like that game, Conquer. Uh, Conquer's bad for a day. Uh, anyways, guys, uh, let's kick off today's show by talking about some PlayStation news, actually, because uh, there's been a bit of that. And over the past, well, I guess uh, two weeks, we've seen announcements of studio acquisitions from PlayStation. The first being Returnal developer Housemark, and the second being, well, a, more of a PC porting specialist studio, uh, Nixus. Uh, with hints of more to come, because uh, yeah, there's there's some other stuff there. I think uh, X, uh, sorry, uh, Sony Japan, PlayStation Japan, Japan tweeted something out a little too early, but uh, we'll get into that. Uh, General MLD, buddy, I'll I'll start uh, this off. I'll kick things off with you, bud. What do you think of uh, PlayStation's uh, pickups? Uh, do they rival Xboxes at all? Oh, I think uh, we know the answer to that. Uh, yeah, it's just it's a small thing. I, I do get it. Like they don't have the money to say like to compete on Xbox's level. So the the PR the guys they got their thing where they just say, oh, it's a smaller developer because 
it's just us cultivating relationships like like xbox doesn't do that but oh, whatever I, I digress here it's just i feel like it's it's not a big loss for us because housemark hasn't made a, a th- xbox game since the 360 era where they made like a a golf game for xbox live arcade and uh what the last game was what a launch game for the ps4 Resogun, I, I, yeah thank you that's the game so i feel like they make they take a long time between releases anyway so I wouldn't even see these guys as like a heavy hitter. These guys are a small mid-tier developer. I'm sure they, they got some quirky new games that are very unique, which, which is nice. And obviously the Metacritic score, it, it reviews well. But uh, it, it's, it, this is by no means a game changer for Mark. And besides, um, Returnal was very polarizing. Like your stance on the, uh, on, on the roguelike genre, you either love it or you hate it. I'm the kind of guy I don't like losing my progress if I die, especially if the game crashes and there's no uh, way to, uh, to get back in the game like Quick Resume, you know? But uh, mm-hmm. Nixus, that's that's even more uh, interesting because it's just, it just counterintuitive to what all the all the PlayStation fans want. They all want place. They, they, they pride themselves for, for generations that all the PS uh, exclusives are on only one place, and that's the PlayStation consoles. And now they, Sony, they're just going against the grain here they got a developer that specializes in PC ports, so they're, they're ramping up their efforts, turning all their exclusives one by one by one into multiplats, essentially. And the, the kicker is for me is that it's their inferior versions. You see, with Xbox, it's cross-play, cross-buy, cross-play, uh, cross whatever. I, I, all, all the cross stuff is with Xbox. But with this one, with PlayStation, you got to buy it twice. There's, there's no trophy support. There's no uh, cross-anything. So it's just a half-assed port job, one game at a time. Years later, I don't know. I just see Sony losing their culture now. They're just following Xbox, albeit at a snail's pace. So it, when Sony's following Xbox, when Sony's following Microsoft's business uh, moves, you know this generation is going to be different. If if Xbox mm-hmm. is leading the way with these new initiatives, like the aggressive PC expansion. So that's my take. These acquisitions, it just it just tells you where the wind is blowing because. If you can't, they, they can't match Bethesda, and everyone knows it. So this is the best they can do. So yeah, sorry for that rant, but uh, yeah, that, that's what I think. I, I'm not impressed. Well said. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. Well said. Like Tim said. Um, like personally, I think they're they make a lot of sense these acquisitions for them, especially House Mark. They in recent years they've had. Um, a lot of experience with each other. They've worked closely, obviously, with Returnal, Resogun. Um, and, I mean, they're a pretty decent developer overall. I mean, like you said, MLD, uh, Returnal, again, it's a very hit-or-miss game. Uh, but uh, Nixus is a very interesting, too, just for the fact that, again, they mostly do, like, porting jobs. So I'll be curious to see what they do with a lot of playstation older ip and if they plan on making like doing some remakes and whatnot or bringing them to the pc um because right now xbox is killing them on like on like crossplay and pc front and so many other things uh that you know you know playstation like again this this is a very defensive move from playstation in my opinion are they good moves yes i think they make sense in a lot of ways but uh is this uh counteracting xbox's moves within the past year i mean yeah i mean i think it's a little bit of a nudge and you know this is healthy for the industry again you look at 
like, what would you say is a you know a bigger deal? I mean, Xbox getting Bethesda, like all the Zenimax studios, or uh, Sony getting a couple of these smaller studios. I mean, Microsoft made the bigger splash overall. So in a way, my uh, Sony's playing catch up, right? So, but I think it's also a factor that, I mean, as evidenced by the Steam charts, like uh, Horizon uh, Zero Dawn, eh, it's on the Steam charts here and there. But uh, you always got games like MCC, Sea of Thieves, Forza Horizon 4. They're always above it. And even Days Gone. I don't even see Days Gone anymore. That game mm-hmm. just fell off the charts. And I think that speaks to a larger issue that Sony has in that they re- only really specialize in the single-player games. Because the uh, these Steam charts, uh, Xbox games, they specialize in long-lasting, addictive, multiplayer loop games like Halo and Sea of Thieves yep. and Forza. Because Sony, they kind of, it's like a forgotten art with them. It's like a lost technology. Now they're like that much more behind. These games cannot really last on the Steam charts on PC because they have, they are single player focused. And that they, they, they came years later. Most people, chances are, played it on, on a PlayStation. So that, that's also a massive hurdle for them to jump over this, this, this lack of multiplayer centric focus. They've never been multiplayer focused. <clears throat> if you really look at it, if you, the original PlayStation 2 uh, was the first on the scene with LAN capabilities. And now all of a sudden, uh, but if we look at the design of the PlayStation 2, that was an add-on proverbial that you had to go buy and install on the back of the PS2 where the original OG Xbox came out of the box ready to be hooked up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, I'm listening to you guys talk, and I'm thinking to myself, if I'm a Sony fan right now, I probably hate us right now, and probably <laughs> think, wow. The reason why I probably hate you is because what we're saying right now is absolutely the truth. I mean, uh, whether you like it or not, you know, what we're talking about is the truth. The truth is that these are deals that are counterintuitive to what the Sony bregatory fan or whatever you want to call it, the fanboy wants. They want a dedicated device that only serves PlayStation and PlayStation only. So Nixus right off the bat is, is going to port games to PC. It's going to be older generation IPs, whether it's the last of us two, or if it's Tomb Raider, uh, un, uncharted four, those are the games that are going to be coming, and you're basically going to have to pay twice uh, if you want to play it. Where with Xbox, you have cross-buy, cross-progression. You buy the game once, you get it in two two different locations. Three, if you consider, if you have Xbox Live Ultimate, you can play it on the cloud, uh, which could be on your Surface or it could be on your phone. So yeah, they are like they are at a snail's pace behind Xbox, and to me, these are just moves that are going to generate them money, but they're not pushing their they're not pushing uh, a fun you know initiative forward forward. They're pushing an initiative that's going to get them more money. Now, for the Sony fan, um, that's a Sony fan right now, is if this keeps up. I can I, and the way the trajectory, the way Xbox is going, when these games really start to land, um, I could see I could see a, a kind of a shift there, because um, I just you know, like General said, 
you know the you know this generation it's it's starting off in a different way last generation did you could see mm-hmm. you could see you could see where this is going um but the fact is is that we're not talking to 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 belittle the, the the Sony or whatever, or put them down. This is actually the truth that they're saying. A lot of the things that they've been pushing lately, whether it's seventy dollars games for games that are questionable, like Returnal or uh, PlayStation All Stars that they went down to, or just just putting them, you know, a, 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 you know, a, a mandatory mark on games that sometimes can be just single player only. The ghost, of uh, Sushi- the ghost of Tsushima debacle ghost that's going on right now. Yeah. Uh, this director cut thing where it's obviously they're just trying to, you know, nickel and dime their IPs and get the most out of their IPs. And uh, and you look at the way that they're treating, like, uh, you know, indie developers and the stuff that the, that's been said about how they haven't, you know, been getting much love there. Uh, it's kind of obvious where Sony Sony's coming from. Whereas, if you look with Xbox, where they're going, uh, it's a lot more excitement there. And <laughs> the crazy thing is, is that you know that you're going to be getting these games day and day on Game Pass. You're going to have cross buy if you buy them. Uh, there's so many options. And there's so much value, and there's so much cost saving. Now, you could say, "Oh, Game Pass is cheap. This and that." Listen. A dollar is a dollar. People, if they get the chance to play games for free, that's a uh, huge deal, okay? Especially oh, when it's low and, um, you know, stuff like that. And, and and to one more point, I'll let you go, Centurion. You know, it's true, too. They have multiplayer games like Grounded. They have games like Halo coming out that's going to have a full-on multiplayer. They have Sea of Thieves which is going on strong, hitting number one. They have Forza Horizon 4. Now, Forza Horizon 5, their multiplayer is going to be huge. Where is Sony's multiplayer games? Give me one. Give me one of the next Give me one of the next two years that's going to be something that's really comparable to what I just gave to you. And this is like, we don't look at Sony problems, or the media doesn't, but that is a real, there is, there is a, you know, a deficit there. Do they have any? What do they have? Maybe factions coming that was supposedly mm. free for yeah. of us, but now you're going to pay for it. With Xbox, you're getting a full on multiplayer that looks absolutely crazy, and you're getting a full campaign for either you could say Game Pass or $60 cross by. Just the numbers are there, the, the truth of the matter is there, the, the value proposition is there. And uh, to finalize my point about the, the acquisitions, it's nice what they're doing, but it just points to them basically. Uh, they're not their 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 game plan is definitely not as uh, robust as Xbox is looking, and they can make all the comments that they want. Harmon said we're just not getting studios for the sake of it, which is kind of a shot. I thought, uh, you know, uh, that's bullshit. You know what I mean? Because. You could take a developer like Ninja Theory, uh, you know, uh, and or, and, or any of these guys' compulsions, and they can make an unbelievable game. You never know with developers. And, uh, you know, I feel like Xbox, uh, you know, their, their, their uh, you know, their idea of the future is to really bulk up and give, give us gamers who are Xbox an embarrassment of riches of games where we just like to the point where, 
we're like, I can't keep up or this is insane. And that's going to happen. So, you know, just, you know, like I said, that's my point. I know this is Xbox centric podcast, but those are the facts of the matters is I do see a, with Sony, I just don't see them keeping up right now. And, And I just don't, I don't appreciate the comments that they're making or these little snide comments, like, you know, throwing money around and all this stuff. Uh, you know, why don't you save a little money for your uh, fans and maybe announce an E3 or something? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <clears throat> to add on to what Tim Dog was saying real quick at the middle of the Game Pass thing, technically Microsoft, Xbox, whoever created this ad is already knocking on Sony's door just very subtly. And all the articles read the new Game Pass, the new xCloud ad or whatever, it has a PlayStation controller playing xCloud. And that's all they could talk about. And the thing is, now it's subliminally in the back of the mind of each PlayStation user that when they're standing there without a game to play, for only a dollar, they can take that controller and go check out Game Pass and what Microsoft has to offer. And that's where it starts. And honestly, I think maybe even Sony's um, a little concerned at the fact that Microsoft has uh, <clears throat> really been kind of out there grinding hard, trying to figure out what to do, this, that, and the other. They've really found their North Star when it comes to the direction they're wanting to really take the Xbox brand. And honestly, um, it's actually, it's, I don't know why people get so butthurt because Microsoft was able to afford Bethesda look when you go out there and you grind every single day and you work your butt off and you try to do what you can Mike Phil Spencer did that he turned the Xbox round uh, brand into a whole new direction in a way none of us could really see coming Um, and Mm -hmm. honestly why why are we all butthurt over the fact that somebody who went out there and got their grind on was able to do something so as grand as by Bethesda because they earned it therefore it i don't i don't know what people really have to be butthurt about sorry playstation's been sitting in the background huh no you're making a great point and i and honestly that's why i came off with that little rant with a lot of with uh, you're speaking to to what i feel and it's exactly it's like what it's like it's like they can we can't the xbox could just it was only okay when, when they could make fun of them with no with no games and belittle their fans but now mm-hmm. when they do something like this it's like oh big business big corporations too big oh you know we're the smaller guys or they're playing a small market deal and or or you know the the the, the narratives that people try to come up with to combat this shit is is just crazy and it's just you're speaking to to the way i feel centurion and, and well, well said just keep on going on with your point i, I, I just it's just one of those know, things it's true uh, it's, it's it, it is true well let's bring it down to a personal level you know you were uh, think about it uh somebody who works eight hours a day and you work nine ten hours a day you're willing to put in more time more effort than the other guy why the hell do you not deserve more than the other guy i mean you're working harder you've probably got more money you've got more time in it you probably got more friends in the industry bethesda was friends with xbox you can't really just make it sound like xbox walked in there threw some money on the table and bought a bunch of people they didn't know yeah morrowind was a centurion huh hey uh, centurion uh no xbox uh cultivated you know (laughs) they grew these uh what do you call or they organically grew their 
relationship with Bethesda <laughs> over exactly. the years, as Todd Howard said. Because look at it. Gorilla, one of their best studios right now. Wait, did they organically uh, grow that? No. They acquired them right after they made one game for them. Killzone. Then they acquired them. They had just made a multi-plat that released months be- just two months before. Um, and Ios or Idios at the uh, at the time was looking to potentially buy them before Sony stepped in and made the made the offer. So they could have still been making third party games and been picked up because there were other suitors in that market that would have kept the multiplat. And then hey, we would have got you know uh, Horizon Zero Dawn on all platforms. <laughs> but hey, that didn't happen. So it's like and I, I, all the other studios are you know playground. Um, I mean, yeah. the only one yeah. maybe say is like Ninja Theory, but I mean, obviously they've worked together in the past, and if obviously that a lot of these devs are joining because they feel like, hey, you know, they have somewhat of a mutual relationship, they have a good understanding of each other. Even the Double Fine had made exclusives uh, for original Xbox and worked with Microsoft, so they all had past partnerships, and so True. they've, I don't know, it's just that whole organic. You know, they just uh, Sony creates. You know, Microsoft takes is the biggest BS I've ever heard. <laughs> Especially you know, that. It's just, uh, me, it's just sorry to interrupt, Shaq. I know I'm a little talkative tonight, but it reminds no, me. No, you're good. Um, it reminds me of like in baseball, like it's like the small market versus big market argument. Like the way the small market says, "Well, we can't compete with this big, big market." Uh, you know, this this. They're like trying to make that 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 argument, and it's like all you do is brag about how you sell 100 million consoles and how many sales, and you throw it in everyone's face, and they everyone does backflips, but the same people doing backflips aren't getting an E3 yet. They still haven't gotten. There's no, people are pretending that a state of play is going to announce a game show. Listen. They should have something for their fans. I, I think that they will. But, you know, it's like, you know, Xbox keeps doing all grinding, like 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 Centurion saying, and they're doing this. They're giving fans games basically for free or whatever your subscription costs. And they're doing absolute things that are just, you know, super consumer-friendly. Consumer and the, you see a lot of people try to shoot it down. And... It's just going to come to a point where, you know, you got to just say, hey, man, they're just, they're just kicking ass. And I think we're getting very close to that point. Um, you mm-hmm. know, gas is going to start to really start to kick off. You're going to have Flight Sim, Ascent, uh, a lot of games coming uh, and throughout the year. And then the end of the year, forget about it. But, yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. It's just I agree with what you guys are saying. Like, these these comments or whatever the way they they take uh it's it's just it's like a it's like a pity it's like they're asking for pity it just rubs me the wrong way because listen uh, you know i get it you know they're not they don't have the money to throw around that xbox can do but you know what they still have a fighter's chance and they could still do something um you know that that that's equivalent to game pass and probably you know, they're probably going to have to copy what Xbox does on a lot of things because, quite frankly, it's it's kind of getting to the point where it's, you know, you're, you're, you're drawing a proposition where you're getting way too much for 
a, a little bit of money, and people are catching on now. And once that mm-hmm. happens, yeah, and look at the PS PS Plus it. collection. Do you think you would have gotten that if Game Pass never existed? Probably not. Mm-hmm. You know, that was kind of a nice. Hey, we need to add value and bolster PS Plus because this Game Pass thing is catching on, and that was a great boost for a lot of people that bought a PS Five, and they had, oh, cool, I have this collection of games I haven't got to try. You started giving games away for free first in their service. Was it PlayStation or Xbox? PlayStation. Games PlayStation. Gold or PlayStation. And then Xbox caught on. Now they never really caught on to match quite the value. <laughs> um, but they mm. started doing that because PS Plus was doing it first. Now, did yeah. you... No, Go on. Oh, no, sorry. I was about to say, uh, Tim. Uh, now, there was a bit of uh, an oopsie from PlayStation Japan. I don't know if anybody noticed this. They uploaded an image welcoming Dark Souls, uh, the remake developer, Blue Point, uh, to PlayStation Studios, but then they retracted it. Uh, do you guys think we'll be hearing about them joining PlayStation sometime soon? Hmm. It's weird because on the Twitter page of Bluepoint, they say that they're fully independent uh, <laughs> game developer. So I don't know now. I mean, it may seem like negotiations fell through if they're saying that, or maybe it's just a simple deflection because it's not official yet. Negotiations are still ongoing. That's probably my my guess is that Sony just, their mm. PR just jumped the gun. Like, I guess they just counted their chickens before they hatched kind of thing. So if it is going to happen, I think they're they're, they're going to save it for maybe later in the year. But if that if it is official, I think it's a good pickup because there's a lot of there's a lot of money to be made in nostalgia and making the old seem new again. So that would actually be a pretty good impressive pickup if that's true. But it's just weird the way it all went down. Like uh, <laughs> maybe maybe Blue Point was insulted that Sony jumped the gun on it. I don't know. I yeah. I guess we'll see. Yeah, that was kind of weird. Um, because again, it was pretty much official, but then again, they had to retract it. Blue points pretty much solidifying that, Hey, we're still an independent developer. I'm assuming, uh, maybe they're waiting for a certain date. I don't know if they have another, uh, uh, like PlayStation, uh, state of play coming up soon. Maybe they talked about a certain date. Obviously, somebody in the PR, the marketing, got something wrong there, but... Uh... It's not the only thing they've had to retract in the past few days. <laughs> oh, the ad. Upside down. <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, yeah. They, they tend to do that a lot. Remember all those uh, YouTube videos where it's like, uh, they were they it will say it's coming to PC or it's just console exclusive, and people are like, oh, it's coming to PC. They had it in the, you know, the trailer, or it doesn't say only on playstation and trailer or whatever on the youtube ads uh so i guess we chalk those up to to mistakes even though it's like i don't know how that slips through like how do you put up the wrong studio yeah i mean i personally think that uh there's probably talking and maybe they jumped a gun a little but i also totally think that it's completely possible that it was a mistake and maybe some crossed lines over there or whatever the case may be. Um, but blue point makes sense for them because again, they want to, they want to leverage their IP, their big games. They don't want to take risks, uh, as, as well, or or, you want to say they want to take risks, whatever, but it seems like they want to go with short things. And blue point is a perfect, uh, developer to, you know, 
remake their their unbelievable suite. You know, they have so many of their IPs that they can do. Um, so I, I do think that it's 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 uh, I would say it's forty sixty that it's going to happen. To be honest, uh, I lean towards the fact that they updated their Twitter and there hasn't been any other talk about this since. But I do feel like they have a, uh, they are cultivating a relationship. They probably have an exclusive coming, and kind of like with Insomniac, if that exclusive again, you know, is a huge hit, which probably will because Sony has they're good at making games. There's no doubt about it. You know, I mean, I, I do come off very negative towards Sony a lot of times, but I definitely give them respect where respect to they they are great game makers and they do a great job in that aspect. Um, and Blue Point makes a lot of sense. Uh, I just, you know, I just wouldn't, like I said on 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 T, uh, the RDX, and I think Broken Gamer was like, "Nah, man, it's done." <laughs> uh, you know, like you, you you can't count your eggs before they hatch. That's I mean, even with Xbox, I remember even Xbox guys, like Xbox executives, they were waiting. They were worried. Till the end, they, they wanted to close that Bethesda deal because anything could have, sure, you, you know, anything could have just propped up at the end. If you guys remember, there was a report that there was a guy suing Bethesda and that it could hold up the acquisition. And that was like in the, the like the later days of, of, of the last few days of oh, that lawsuit. Yes, but like those are the things like. Believe it or not, there was there was uh, you know they were holding their breath not because of that, just in general because you never know thing you know uh, you had you know you had uh, Europe or whatever um, they voted on it um, you know and 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 so did I believe uh, they approved it uh, I don't know what the commission was but um, you know it's 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 not it's, it's anything can happen I think right now. They're probably in the negotiating point of, of, of the phase. But, you know, for them to put that up on the Twitter probably means that they're talking, but nothing's done. So, I, you know, I expect when they come out with the next uh, exclusive and it does very well, that it probably then they would hammer it home. Mm-hmm. Again, no, it really doesn't affect Xbox fans because we weren't getting many of these games anyway. Uh, you know, a lot of Insomniac wasn't making games other than Sunset Overdrive, but then they started making games for Sony, and we weren't seeing it on our Xbox platform. Whereas, where it hurts Sony guys is that Bethesda, huge publisher, all their games now, which were on Sony, you know, and people loved, are now pretty much gone. And you also had like Hellblade, huge game that I remember Sony guys were going crazy over making. Uh, you know, making a big deal out of it of that Xbox didn't have it. Um, and then the list goes on. But, you know, uh, it is what it is. But, you know, I think Blue Point would be a, a big acquisition, much bigger than the two that they just uh, made. Mm-hmm. Now, I need to mention this because we're talking about PlayStation news. Uh, a few days ago, Sony had their latest state of play show. And we saw some pretty cool indie games. I mean, I like some of the stuff, such as Fist. I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, We got a new trailer for, uh, what, Death Stranding, Director's Cut. But a large portion of the show was dedicated to uh, Deathloop. 
Now, uh, like MLD, I'll, I mean, I'll go to you on this one again. What do you think of an Xbox studio and IP getting the limelight at the PlayStation show of all things? <laughs> I think it's first and foremost, very tone deaf on corporate Sony's part. This is not what like the, the fans who you know go on gaming sites, forums, Twitter, social media in general, talk about gaming. These guys are your loudest, most vocal fans who will cheerlead your brand for free. And this is not what they want to see or hear about because it gives them no ammo. It's like tainted ammo. You can't be bragging about an Xbox Studios game on, on a state of play. It's it just like it gives too much room for people to just tear apart your comments and just make, make you a laughing stock. So it's just, I, I find that Sony just, they, they don't really know. They don't, I don't think they even care uh, what, what the, what the, their community thinks. They just want to do what, what, what they want to do, whether or not it makes sense uh, to the, to the gamers themselves. Cause it's really funny because they, they thought that they pulled a fast one over, uh, over Xbox by getting this time exclusive deal. And then Xbox just goes and buys the whole damn publisher. So now this whole thing is like, oh, you, oh okay, you're just going to give us free advertising for our, our own game. Oh, we'll, we'll just play it on Game Pass next year uh, uh, when the when it expires. Okay, thanks a lot. And uh, it's like funny, PlayStation gamers, they buy this game. It's like they're doing their part. You know, everyone has their place. Everyone, let, let's help pay back that that $7.5 billion. You know, let, let's give Xbox some, some of our own money. So <laughs> it's just too many ways you can make fun of them for it. So and on a side note with the indies, I think the Indies was, in, in many ways, actually a response to all the negative PR mm. about the uh, about all the Indies complaining. Yes. But my take on this is that it's just a it's just too little, too late, because of all the indie games that they did show. Imagine all the indie games that were not shown and will never have a voice. And ultimately, showing these indie games, it doesn't address the actual problem, which is Indies having a really hard time communicating and you know discounting their games and really just being able to have creative autonomy with how they handle their own games on PlayStation uh, marketplace like that's the real core problem and showing if uh, you know shoving a few indie games uh, in people's faces that's not gonna take away from that it's just it's like it's like a smoke screen it's just yeah it, it's just not it's, it doesn't address the core issues. So overall, that state of play, it left a lot to be desired. It left way too much room to be mocked. And in the end, it didn't, <laughs> they didn't put their best foot forward in that. They should have put a first-party game or at least a timed exclusive third-party that is not coming to Xbox. They should have done something to, make, to give their own fans something to be happy about, something to brag about without fear of being like just being dogpiled by all the uh, laughing <laughs> Xbox gamers. So that's my take. I, I think I, I just didn't. I thought it was a missed opportunity on more than a few levels. Well, mm -hmm. I thought the missed opportunity was that they didn't announce. Uh, like, like look, look, Xbox had an unbelievable E3, and they own that week. And I and I have, you know, they 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 uh, they've done very well. You know, I mean, they're selling out everywhere anyway, but. Uh, you know, there was a lot of attention paid to Xbox that week, and they own that week. Uh, I don't know strategically why Sony would not want to have uh, a show, or kind of maybe even you can announce a show two months in advance. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, Xbox has done that in, in with XO. They've done that. Uh, you know, obviously they've done that with saying they're going to attend E3 and all the stuff three months before. So. 
I just kind of like, I don't know. It just mystifies me. I just, I've been an Xbox fan and I've been to five Xbox, six Xbox fan fests. I've been to six E3s. Next year, I will definitely be going to E3. I definitely will be, uh, you know, God willing and, you know, everything goes well. I will be at the Xbox conference. Um, and that is afforded to me because we are a community and, you know, people know who I am, obviously. That's, I'm not bragging, but, you know, they, they know their fans. And uh, I just don't see that same interaction with Sony. I kind of just feel like they just... Mm-hmm. You know, they just they just missed the ball on that. So for me, that was the biggest miss. I didn't think that them showing off the games were that bad or whatever. Um, but I do think that you know, like, shouldn't they get uh, their uh, you know their due? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No. There's a clear lack of communication between uh, the executives and and the gamers. Or is like I, I think I feel like we take it for granted, like just how much like Phil Spencer or Aaron Greenberg or Major, or Major Nelson reaches out to just you know people on Twitter. Like like I, I think that's just a major advantage that we have that level of transparency. Hmm. No, totally, totally agree. Um, I'll be curious to see if they have another show in the next couple of weeks. Again, we still don't know what their big. Uh, game is towards the end of the year obviously death loop is the timed exclusive that we're talking about it comes out september 14th i believe i'd be curious to see where horizon uh forbidden west fits in if it's even coming out this year they're kind of vague on some release dates so we got well xbox has uh forza horizon 5 coming out they have uh, halo infinite coming out sometime later on as well and well, as well as a bunch of other uh, titles uh, through some third parties. So, uh, yeah, I mean, they need to show something, especially with what Xbox showed a few weeks ago. So I uh, totally agree with you guys on that. Uh, just before we move on here, Dirt Griggity with the $5 Super Chat. Hey there, buddy. Uh, great to see you from the Weebly, the Green Podcast. What's up, TXR? I love when Uncle Tim Dog tells it like it is. Well, who doesn't? <laughs> Tim's a pretty passionate fella, and, uh, you know, I mean, we're just, you know, dropping truth bombs here. You know, some people may not like that, but, uh, you know, we're just telling it like it is. So, too bad. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, you know, guys, we will uh, move on from the PlayStation news again. I mean, I think that all those uh, acquisitions and whatnot, they do make sense for PlayStation. They already have a pretty good uh, stable of studios there. But uh, either way, as as far as the if it counters Xbox, no, I mean, it's hard to really beat the whole Zenimax Bethesda acquisition. That's going to be something talked throughout the ages, throughout the years. (laughs) So uh, they better be enjoying those timed exclusives. over the next uh, few months, and then after that, uh, bye-bye. All right, guys, um, moving on. There's been a general question hanging around about Xbox Live Gold that we talked about a few months back with more services going free. There's a wonder of when Xbox is going to sunset the the membership, the Gold membership altogether. And according to journalist uh, Jeff Grubb recently, Xbox is waiting for Game Pass numbers to catch up before dropping gold, which, I mean, I think it makes sense. But 
Tim, we've uh, chatted about this again uh, a few times before over the past year. Do you think, as uh, Grub is suggesting, that Microsoft is waiting to reach a, well, maybe a certain threshold with Game Pass numbers before ending gold? Um, it's tough, but I'm going to say logically. I'm thinking this in my head. The the way they act, listen, the, the, the whole thing when they doubled the price of Xbox Gold, that mm-hmm. did not make any sense to me. Um, and the way they just kind of like, you know, quickly took it away and, and said, well, it'll be the same price. Listen, if, if I'm running Xbox and I'm running Xbox division, I understand that you, you have to, you have to, if you have two revenue streams like you do, they like they have now you have to come to a point where one revenue stream is stronger than the other so the first portion of this question is is that yes it does have to happen when if they're going to do this that game pass is out you know uh outperforming uh xbox live gold um the second thing is is that if you look at what they say what they want and if you really want to be a competitor in this field and try to take things back, you know, and I think that that's kind of their mindset. They want to take some, some, you know, they want to take some market back from Sony. You got to make the move. Basically, you 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 put Game Pass on a pedestal next year when Starfield comes out. Uh, you basically you basically uh, you're at that point probably where you could say. Uh, you know, you have Halo hit, and you have all those subs and Game Pass, and and you'd ha- you'd be in a real, real prime spot. Uh, the fact is, is that you would, you don't really the 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 paywall is is not as much as it used to be. Most of the games are free to play, like Rub said, uh, and you look at like you look at like uh, things where. If they do that, they really put the they they put Sony behind the eight ball a hundred percent, and it makes them really really attractive to look at. And what I do feel like if you do that, what's basically going to happen is is that people not necessarily going to say I'm stop paying for anything. They're just going to go to Game Pass because Game Pass in itself is saving so much money that at that point. You know, you're going to have so much momentum. You're going to have Starfield exclusively hitting the service. You're going to have xCloud getting bigger and bigger. That people are just going to want to have the Game Pass just like they wanted Xbox Live Gold when it was essential. Um, The games for Gold has been absolute crap, and that to me tells me that they're losing interest Mm -hmm. in it. Um, And uh, I would say that yeah i do think that they they're 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 probably talking about it but it just makes too much sense xbox live gold is redundant right now if you get rid of that you put even more of a focus on game pass and basically what you want game pass to be is you want uh, uh, the everyday person the casual to just say something like this oh i get xbox because of the game pass it's just it, there's so many games on it and i tell my dad that and and my dad knows that and and soccer mom judy knows that and um 
they really understand the value of, of what's going on. And when it becomes, when it becomes, uh, where you don't think about it, where it's just known. And I think they're getting pretty close. That's when game pass is going to really get really dangerous. Like you're talking about adding 20 million subs in a, in a year. And I think next year is the year that they can do it. And I think that part of that could be like holiday to announce it. Mm-hmm. Say we are, you know, we are doing away with gold. You'll be able to play your online games, um, uh, you know, for free. But you know, we have this thing called Game Pass, and and uh, I, honestly, I I'm going to say it's going to happen, and um, and I think that it's a smart move. It just it really gives them a, it gives them. I think that. If you look at this gen, and if they do that type of move, and they drop Starfield, and Starfield's what we all think it's going to be, mm-hmm. that's going to be the real turnaround. That's going to be the point where Sony's going to get pressured, and they're going to have to start to think of how we're going to combat some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. I would like to add too that I mean, Halo Infinite. I mean, again, it's presumably it seems to be coming out. <laughs> at the end of this year with a free-to-play multiplayer. I mean, with that dropping, I and, well, and then the campaign is going into Game Pass itself, I just, you know, the numbers, I would imagine, would be a huge, like, just skyrocketing. And I, I could see Halo Infinite, whether, I mean, I could just see it being a huge turning point for, again, the whole free-to-play, again, that's not behind a paywall by any means, it's not restricted by gold. Um, I could just see so many people just, again, just uh, trying it out and, you know, and that could be a, a really great incentive for Microsoft to just be like, hmm, you know what, this could be a really big turning point for us to uh, really uh, look towards uh, removing gold, period, and just uh, setting up Game Pass as the de facto, I don't want to say membership, but just the de facto uh, service going forward. Again, uh, we got yeah. Starfield coming out, but yeah, go ahead, Shock. Oh yeah, I was just gonna say start. Yeah, just starting in the next few months. Once Back for Blood hits, I think that's gonna be a big boost. Um, then you're gonna have Forza, which is gonna be this huge, amazing spectacle of a game as we've seen Halo hitting, and then you got Plague's Tale, the second one mm-hmm. hitting day one, and then you're gonna have uh, what was it uh, Redfall, probably early spring, early summer. Yeah, and then you're going to have Deathloop, Ghostwire Tokyo, yeah. and Star Starfield all in the same year. So in this next year, you're going to have hit after hit coming. Oh, Stalker. Yeah, like Stalker 2. We're still supposed to get scoring this year. Hopefully yes. Crossfire X hits. Yeah, even though we still that. have not heard yeah. a peep out of that since it was supposed to drop last December. Mm-hmm. So hopefully in this next year from now, that's dropping. Like if all of that hits and then unannounced third-party drops that we haven't heard from that will probably happen well like this this next 12 months is going to really probably show some major growth keep in mind shock too i mean i mean you listed off uh like quite a few games there and that's good but they have such a like you can tell that there was a lot of purpose with choosing the games that they did getting to the service and who they partnered with because there's a nice variety of games there like you just listed off uh, Scorn. I mean, obviously, there's a whole ton of others. Uh, but games that even come to mind, too, it's uh, because obviously uh, 
Warhammer Vermintide 2 did extremely well in Game Pass. Oh, they, yeah. Uh, co-op. Forgot about that one. So that then one you, looks pretty sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, Dark Tide is the next one, and we're still waiting on a date for that. Uh, that's going to be huge. All these different co-op Yeah, they said games. 2022, I believe. Oh, did they? I didn't catch that. Uh-oh. I think they gave a year. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. But they're very huh. strategic, though, in what uh, they've chosen here. And it make a lot of sense to have all these big co-op games, too, just uh, available in Game Pass. And they're really trying to leverage their services, like they're the multiplayer end, and just showing their strength overall. Uh, and just leveraging the community. I just I think it's very interesting. You see the two companies competing, whether it be uh, Sony, Microsoft, PlayStation, Xbox, and just like the different ways that they're going about uh, this gen. And I just think that Microsoft think and Xbox is being very S proactive. Take off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think the S might take off a lot more than people think. Like initially, it was a lot shorter in supply from from the day ones, and. It just seemed like, oh, who's going to want that? You know, it's going to be lesser. But it, it's really, from what I'm seeing from a lot of casual gamers, are like, oh, yeah. And one of my friends that's a hardcore gamer, you know, um, he was like, yeah, for now, I'll get the S because the X, you just can't get it. And he was satisfied with the S for now. And he's getting all these, playing all the same games, taking a lot of uh, va- uh, advantage of a lot of the features, quick resume. You still get all that. Um, and he's playing on a 1440p monitor. So, He's still getting basically his best picture anyway. Um, I think for that thing is going to kick off when you have all these Bethesda, all these other Xbox Studio games just hitting day one, and this next year, like starting 2022 and on, and that price will probably drop from 300. That's going to be like people, are, consumers are definitely going to be looking at in Game Pass like, wow, this this is a ridiculous deal. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. Uh, next November, like what, like holiday 2022. I think that's will be like when I think the big factor is when supply will no longer be limited. Like we'll have you'll be you'll be able to walk into a store and see you know like an Xbox readily available. I think that will be like the the big fact, the big holiday combined with Starfield, all the other games, and to tie back into gold. I'd say if that if there were if there was a time to remove gold. That would be the time when the supply levels off, when Starfield's going to drop. That would be the time because it would just it, I, I think it would just create this massive, massive shift. It, I mean, it's ironic. Xbox, they were the first ones to do yeah. uh, paid multiplayer. And now they'll be the first ones. They'll be the only ones in theory, if they do this, mm-hmm. to to have it free in all regards. And, and that'll just be like a big factor. that will get a lot of guys to switch over. It'll be a big boost for uh, everyone on social media. That just like you know, a sh- oh. shout shout to the rooftops. Uh, it's just it, that, and also Sony can't it would match that. A lot of people. Mm-hmm. What it would con- it would convert a lot of people for a hundred percent. Oh yeah, and that's the thing. That's the reason why I say that they're going to do it because mm. their mission statement is not how many car consoles that they sold, but how many people are on their service, on their servers, on their cloud using mm. the things that they produce produce and the best way to get to do that is to make it free and you know what you would it would it'll benefit game pass it'll benefit the people um you would you would probably take like like uh you know general said you would take back market you would take the it would be a shift move i mean it would be it'd be huge and i like 
you were just saying before I interrupt, I've been very talkative today. I'm sorry about that, guys, but I've uh, been uh, grinding for tests and haven't really been even thinking about video games or, or Xbox. I've been just very busy. Um, you know, uh, it would be a, a, a momentum move. It would be a, a, a needle pusher. Um, it would be something that, honestly, just it just makes too much sense. And, you know, like, just in, in, in five years, I think anyway, it's going to happen anyway. But you, what I really like about it is, is that you just, when you make that proposition of everything that Xbox is offering and like Sony is like, just like, oh, yeah, well, we offer unbelievable first party, you know, games, um, single player story narrative. Like, yeah, that's great and stuff. But, you know, Xbox has that too. They have RPGs. They have everything else but you know the proposition so much cheaper and it's so much more you know uh open to just gaming and you know i just think that that would be a huge shift and and if, and if any of the xbox guys are listening or you know um sometimes they do listen to these shows you know it, it just makes too much sense you know i mean i, I remember even talking about it with mike at the time when mike was in the company and I, he was kind of giving me the, you know, it was like 2019. He was giving me the other side of the coin. But I think Mike, to be honest, I think I made some points to Mike. And I think that, you know, um, you know, I, I, I just I find Xbox Live Gold redundant right now. And, and uh, yeah, you might take a little bit of a hit. You know, uh, your revenue stream might take a little bit of a hit for the first month or two months or three months. But the amount of you know, amount of kickback, the amount of uh, people that would start jumping onto your ecosystem will more than enough repay you, uh, you know, in, in tenfold. I think the the best part is that Microsoft they can they're in a position to take the hit, whereas Sony cannot replicate this whatsoever because PlayStation Net Plus that's their bread and butter, and PlayStation Now is only at, is at three million subscribers more or less. So they can't do what Xbox can do. And even then, yeah, the hit will be massive. PlayStation, PlayStation Plus is an amazing value relative to Xbox Live Gold. I'm not going to deny that. But the idea is that if people in the end of the day are still only subbing to it because it's mandatory for online multiplayer. You take that away, uh, you can give as many free games as you want for PS Plus. It's, it's, it's not going to be the yeah. same. Sony's, uh, Sony's kind of backed into a corner because unless they really ramp up PlayStation Now advertising and want to get their subs up too as fast as possible, they can't take the hit. They got to keep PS Plus uh, mandatory multiplayer. Whereas I think Xbox, they're kind of working towards it, slow as it may be, but like, oh, when they get there, it's going to be huge. Hm. Yeah, I mean, just to... I mean, you guys have basically uh, reiterated what I was just going to say too. Like, can Sony really pivot back to being a free service? You know, since they went for uh, the paid online and just to counter Xboxes potentially like free online services, like just I don't know. It just it's gonna be interesting in the coming months and the coming year where everything goes. And I don't know. I just I like the competitiveness of uh, of Xbox right now. Like this is a very healthy industry right now when you think about it, guys. Um, you know, Xbox is acquiring and building studios, even internally, too. I mean, you look at them uh, putting up World's Edge there for Age of Empires and uh, just, again, acquiring big and small studios. And even just where they're taking the, their 
their services. I just I'm very impressed with them, and to see Sony again countering with so many different things right now, um, and expanding their studios and whatnot. Again, it's uh, it's just very uh, telling. And then you got Nintendo, which uh, put in OLED screen on their uh, latest uh, edition. So <laughs> there's that. There's that. But um, yeah, we'll see where this uh, road goes for Xbox Live. Just again, it's interesting that uh, you know a few journalists in the know uh, are mentioning this, and I look forward to the coming months. Um, all right, on that note, fellas, I think we'll move on to some other bits of news. And just over a week, uh, Studio The Coalition confirmed that they'll be showing off a technical demo of Unreal Engine 5 running on the Xbox Series X. The Coalition makes some of the, well, the best use of the Unreal Engine, at least in my opinion anyways, in uh, recent years. I mean, the Gears of War 4 and 5 games, they just, they're absolutely stunning to say the least. Uh, But what's interesting is that there's rumors of this demo that they're doing actually being a new IP, using it as uh, a project for the studio to familiarize themselves with uh, Unreal Engine 5. Now, Shockley Buddy, would the Coalition uh, take a bit of a break from Gears to start a new experimental IP? Do you think that they'd really be able to to do that? Or do you think they're just going to just focus on Gears, just period? Yeah, that's an interesting question because I feel like now obviously they have so many studios they don't need to drop it during E3. But I just feel like if it was like a real like big new IP, then they'd probably do it during that E3. Uh, you know, if it was ready to sh- maybe it wasn't ready to show. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, maybe maybe they're bring back you know with some of that original because you know games sometimes go. Oh, go on hiatus like you know the game neo was first showed off uh back in the ps3 days like ps3 launch days mm-hmm. um so maybe they're going back to remember they had that uh maybe it was just like a tech demo of the uh xbox one announcement with the oh when they were like black tusk games yeah black tusk so about maybe yeah maybe they're want to re you know revisit some of that and then take that into unreal engine five and you know adapt on whatever who knows how much they had going already before that kind of got scrapped or you know tossed to the side for gears um so maybe something like that um yeah i I, if i thought they were going to do a tech demo i wouldn't think they would be doing a whole new uh ip myself i would think they would say hey because this way you could actually show the differences that's what would be good to actually take like here's mm-hmm. like five and like hey here's kind of like how they did with the uh hive busters dlc take something like that here's a new slice or dlc for it but now this is all on real engine five. Oh, holy shit let me compare this with the uh, you know gears five or hive busters and like damn now you can actually see the differences and they might get you on that selling point maybe but i mean there's been rumors like I think Jeff, he I think he was just speculating before when he was saying maybe you know that uh, who said someone said something about maybe the Mandalorian, <laughs> maybe it's them uh, oh. making that game or if, if that wasn't I know I remember that was kind of a rumor going around possibly like a Mandalorian game made by 
one of the Bethesda or, you know, possibly mm-hmm. coalition because they hopefully they're working on something new. But I would expect them to maybe take a break. That'd be awesome if they took a break between Gears 5 and Gears 6 and just let that breathe just a little bit. But I know. I don't know. We'll see. Well, you get that's the a, argument. You get the argument from people that, again, uh, studios like 343 Industries and the Coalition, they're built for the fact that... Um, I mean, they're just supposed to be controlling one IP mainly. I mean, okay, the Coalition, I mean, technically they were Black Tusk before they were the Coalition, before they got the Gears IP. But, I mean, the fact remains that they're still the Gears studio. And that's a, that's a big IP to control, right? Because now you yeah. got Gears Tactics I think that's a little whatnot. different for them, though. Because mm-hmm. 343 was specifically created. Um, and those people knew when they joined them mm-hmm. that, hey, we were splitting off Hey, you want to make Halo? Come, you know, come see us. Black Tusk Games was just revitalizing Microsoft Vancouver, and at that time, hey, they were making potentially like a new IP. Yeah. Until Epic sold them the license, they were like, "Oh crap! Now we have we have the Gears license." Okay. And then that's when they brought Rod in, who wasn't already there. Mm-hmm. You know, as the lead, they you know replaced whoever the lead was with Rod. Um, so, I mean, I think s- some of them, you know, might. I'm, I think a lot of them liked it from what I heard from interviews and stuff, uh, reading some of the early um, when that had happened, because mm-hmm. it was like, oh, my God, we get to work on this awesome IP that we've played all through these past you know, 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, I, but I think some of those would be maybe they would have some more other, you know, because there's probably other pitches that a lot of the team that maybe is still there, um, you know, still want to make, whereas maybe the 343. Hey, you specifically knew you were coming here to make Halo. <laughs> like that's the whole reason the studio was created. Whereas Black Tusk Games was not created to make Gears until they happened to, you know, get the IP and then like, okay, now we can make Gears. Uh, well, we don't have very many studios. Hey, Black Tusk. Hey, you didn't really have any IP yet, so you know, work on this. We'll bring in Rod. He'll kind of show you what to do and how to, you know, make a quality Gears game. And off they went. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I just, it's very interesting when, I mean, again, over the past couple of months, you start hearing things, and again, different journalists have ears to to the ground. Jeff Grubb, again, he's suggesting a few things, too, that, again, this Alpha Point demo, whatever it is, it could be a new IP. Um, it's smaller in scale, but again, they're just kind of testing things out. I mean, I, I wouldn't mind seeing, uh, what they could do, uh, you know, not restrained from the, the Gears of War IP. I think, I mean, I'd be very curious to see what they could do. Um, especially when you look at the fact that this isn't the case was as it was a few years ago where they have a much larger stable of studios to allow them, uh, to experiment more, right? They don't have to churn out a Gears of War game every two years. They can, I don't know, potentially take their time. They could take three to four years. I mean, that's just my opinion. But again, Xbox doesn't have to rely on the same IP in uh, certain like time periods anymore. They can allow these IP to, again, give them a little bit of break and uh, maybe try some new stuff. I don't know about any of you guys think on the panel. Uh, Centurion, do you have any uh, thoughts on the matter here? And... and I'm on mute. I am so sorry. <laughs> uh. I mean, 
I'm really curious to see what they're going to do with the Unreal Engine. I remember when everybody got oohed and odd and supposedly thought the Unreal Engine 5 was going to be exclusive to PlayStation and all this other stuff. So I'm going to sit back and really enjoy watching this. And uh, it's going to definitely, definitely give people a good eye-opening uh, experience into what next-gen is going to truly look like because... Let's just put it this way, regardless of the whole, the, the pandemic itself really kind of made, in my opinion, the rollout of next gen a very large uphill battle, which is why I have not been out there just totally, you know, demanding these next gen experiences because I can only imagine how difficult the situation has been. And it's really nice to see Microsoft coalition, all of them coming out, um, getting ready to show us uh, exactly what they're going to do with it. Mm -hmm. No, totally. Totally. I mean, I mean, I, personally, I like when we're talking about new IP and whatnot, just going back to what we were saying before, I would love to see that uh, supposed Shang heist, it was called, when they revealed that trailer back in 2013. I, I know that they announced a lot of stuff pretty early, but again, the uh, Microsoft, uh, Xbox Vancouver Studio, Black Tusk, now the Coalition. Again, that was supposed to be the, like the next big studio, and it is, but that was supposed to be the next big franchise that they were touting. And I, I don't know, from what I, I've heard, from what I was to understand, that things weren't exactly working out so well. I don't know if they're going to be using like any anything learned from that game, any assets in any other games. I mean, maybe... Maybe uh, the initiative is going to be using some uh, of the <laughs> some of those assets for Perfect Dark. Who knows? It seems like they're kind of similar types of games, so that would be cool. But uh, I don't know. Like Tim, what are your thoughts on this? Would you uh, like to see the Coalition do something different? Do you think that they'd uh, do a smaller IP uh, for now, just to get them experimenting with the Unreal Engine Five? Yeah, I do. I do believe this report and. Um... Uh, you know, I, you know, even though it was a passion project, uh, Ninja Theory with the game, um, what was the game? I forgot the name of the game. Project now. Mara? No, the, it was the game that they did. It was a multiplayer. Oh, game. Bleeding Edge. Bleeding Edge. One of the, one of the thoughts was, is that they knew that Hellblade was going to be combat heavy and they wanted some of the developers to learn, you know, to, to, to even get better at, at combat, um, melee and stuff like that. So that was kind of like one of the reasons why they greenlit it uh, as far as it being also, uh, uh, you know, um, a passion project. And I do think that this is something where it's similar where they say, okay, Gears, we can give a break to. And we can have a, a mid-sized game where we can get the team, uh, you know, fully uh, adept to what what it can offer, and then put out the most photorealistic uh, bar setting graphical game in Gear Six or Gear End, whatever you want to call it, the last uh, supposedly game in Gears. So I do believe it's true, and I think it's a smart idea. If Xbox was in a different position where they only had fifteen studios. And they didn't have Bethesda, and they didn't have uh, some of the other games that they have coming along, like Contraband and mm -hmm. some other rumored games. They are so stacked with games that you you can be afforded to do something like this. And 
listen, Coalition is almost a 400, you know, 400 plus studio now. Um, they are getting to the size of, uh, well, 343 is like now like 700. It's ridiculous. Um, these studios keep growing and they, and they're getting better and better and they're, they're, you know, they're, they're, they're honing in on their skills. So, uh, yeah, it just makes a lot of sense to, um, kind of put out a game that, you know, they could do experimental, uh, uh, you know, Game Pass game. It, it might not be a full AAA. It might be a, a, a double A with or a short game or something that like like exper- experimental, so that they can get the handle on uh, the engine, and then, like I said, uh, you know, push out twenty twenty six or whatever. You know, uh, it would come out the you know the the de facto Unreal Engine game. And I think that, that that's what Coalition is uh, striving for. They are the, you know, uh, uh, Rainer and some of the people that they have there are geniuses, the best in the business. And they they pride themselves on being, the, putting out the best, you know, looking game or the best usage of, of Unreal Engine, at least four with Gears five and and that's debatable too you could definitely make a case for it i think that they want to just you know they want to make their statement on five with the ending of a of a huge series i mean well let's gears might come back who knows if i the other point too is that gears needs a break um they need they need to they need to you know cool off a little and then people need to forget about it a little and then nostalgia is a beautiful thing and comes back. And if it looks the way that, mm-hmm. that I'm thinking it's going to look and going to set the, set the bar, um, people are going to be very, 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 very impressed. And, uh, yeah, I do think that that's the, um, the overall thinking with that studio. I think that mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's a good bet that that's going to happen. Yeah. Well, well, look how long it took us to get another uh, mainline Halo game, right? Yeah. Uh, Halo 5 Guardians came out, what, 2015? Now we're in 2021. So, I mean, granted, I mean, there's, uh, you know, there there's different stories there, but at the same time, uh, it took a while, right? And uh, Microsoft allowed them to uh, take their time with the game. So uh, they could easily give the Coalition more time to perfect uh, their trade with the Unreal Engine and just to work on Gears more, which I think would be a blessing. So I, I got no problem with that, personally. And if they want to do another uh, smaller experimental game, hey, all the power to them. And like Mav said in the chat, I mean, they did say they were working on multiple projects. I mean, they didn't necessarily confirm new IP, but they got a couple of projects in the pipeline. So, yeah, they could be hinting at something there. Um, But, yeah, guys, either way, I think, uh, I mean, the Coalition's a talented studio. And I look forward to seeing whatever demo that they have in the works. I think we only have like a week and a half to wait on that one. So uh, we will. Is anybody more excited just to see what the coalition is doing in general? Now that Rod Ferguson isn't exactly kind of leading the charge. Yes. (laughs) See, that's what I mean. For me, the unreal engine is it's like, okay, I know that the unreal engine is like going to definitely bring us some advancements in gaming, but maybe my just thought patterns go towards, I'm really curious on how they're doing now that Rod Ferguson is not there to, to totally, I guess, lead the charge, light the fires, do whatever it is he was doing. Yeah, because, um, I mean, 
for those who played Gears Five, I mean, the multiplayer launched, and it was it was kind of a mess, mm. like the way the online store was structured, and oh, I, I can't obviously I, I, they fixed it. It's okay now, but I feel like the damage was done at launch, so I do feel like under new leadership they can take their time, give the series a break, really actually plan this next game out, close out the second trilogy, do it right, do the multiplayer right. So I think this will be like a good little a little segue to see what they're capable of, just just with fresh eyes, fresh IP. So, yeah, I, I totally agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, MLD, I think you were talking about, like you are alluding to the, because uh, they had like a, a currency system in there, if I'm not mistaken, and I remember a lot of people just being really upset with how they were uh, going about it um like i mean the multiplayer was fun it also like if the content wise multiplayer if i if i'm not mistaken too is like a little on the low end side you know not too many maps and whatnot so again yeah, there's a lot of uh, missing characters too i think people were complaining about they, they people said how gears 3 had more uh characters for multiplayer at launch mm-hmm. it, it was hard to defend that yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, and then again, like, I know, like, I also felt like, too, the way that they took the campaign. I know, like, there was a lot of people that liked the campaign, but, I don't know, there was also a segment of the uh, the community, too, that uh, didn't really care for what they were going for with, like, the more open-world kind of uh, Gears environment. I mean, I thought it was okay, but... I don't know. Call me a traditionalist with the Gears, Gears of War, but, I don't know, I just, I prefer, like, a more linear kind of a gears campaign if you catch my drift but again that's different taste guys we all have different tastes um but -hmm. i'll be very curious to see going forward what they produce and like like uh centurion and mld were uh suggesting here i'll be curious to see what happens with without rod ferguson in the driver's seat so uh you know hopefully we don't have to wait too long on that to see what they're uh cooking up there um okay guys on to our last topic of the evening and recently avalanche studios did an interview with outlet game industry about their upcoming xbox exclusive contraband stating that they couldn't pitch this game to just any publisher and how much they like xbox game pass i mean go figure right and well, Centurion, how important is a service like Xbox Game Pass to studios like Avalanche Studios that, well, they need they need to pull in higher player numbers into their game? I mean, this is a uh, co-op game, uh, contraband, right? Like, how important is it for them to uh, to get the player numbers out of this service? Well, um, when you read the article and you also get into what the... Uh... I forget the guy's name, but the CEO of Avalanche, then it was actually a very uh, enlightening mm-hmm. um, article because it finally shed some light on exactly you have Avalanche Studios, uh, you have, I think it was like Massive Worlds, and then there's a third one, I forget its name already. Um, I completely did not know that they were actually that massive of a company. Um, and he explains that when you're tackling into for them that he's because everybody's looking at contraband at like you guys do just cause which is a single player experience where you go in and anything there's people that literally try to break the game they do all this crazy stuff in the game and now they gotta somehow kind of do that on multiplayer level and he explained that 
Game Pass is a good avenue for you to be able to get your user base up because if you have a strong uh, active user base, you'll be able to make money um, off of that user base and not have to really worry about initial sales as long as you can keep up an active user base. And Game Pass gives you an, a very active user base, a very uh, engaging. I mean, people literally are all over the place as, as Game Pass subscribers. They play all sorts of kinds of games. And now with Contraband, I feel, dude, I, I love how they made reference to Generation Zero. Um, Generation Zero... Uh, I felt was a very interesting game, open world on an island, just filled with mechanical robots. He, he, um, and he even talked about it. if you enjoy killing robots, go play Generation Zero if that's your thing. But with Contraband, they're really wanting it to be more than that. They're wanting it to be almost like, at least the references I got, a Just Cause experience for about three or four people. And I've played Just Cause. That would be an insane experience to be able to play with friends, have all those explosions and the environment, just total chaos. And I I mean, Contraband has piqued my interest and all we have seen is a CG trailer. I've enjoyed what has come out of uh, the studios that have a little bit to do with how this title has come into fruition. And Game Pass, I really... is. I feel Game Pass is going to help games like this definitely get uh, more of a grounding. I've always championed Game Pass as being definitely pro-consumer, but Game Pass has also been touted as a way for as a gateway for developers to get their product into a console ecosystem because we've all seen um, MLD here alluded to it earlier. We saw a few weeks ago just what is going on with game developers on trying to get products into these console ecosystems and Game Pass is just making this extremely easy. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, it's interesting, too, because, like you said, it's actually a very interesting read, uh, this uh, Game Industry article interview. And when the CEO took over back in 2015, the company, according to his words, was pretty much on the verge of bankruptcy, uh, Avalanche Studios. And they carefully grew certain franchises like uh, The Hunter franchise for example and they what else they released uh just cause three three and four yeah three and four i mean i have just cause... rage two. oh yes that's correct rage two yeah i totally yeah. forgot about that um yeah so they, obviously avalanche games they have a pedigree in their well, chaotic well, open world games, but... And it's, I think it's going to get even better because they kept alluding to Generation Zero, which was built on the Apex engine, mm. and now they're talking about that they're using the newer version yes. of the Apex engine to craft contraband. And I mean, let's put it this way. On Generation Zero, these robots in certain instances would chase you across that entire damn island. So, I mean, like, it's like when they say open world, I mean, open world. It's not like they would just, oh, you know, the person, you know, hit the zone that I'm supposed to, you know, ignore him at. No, like, I mean, it was just really crazy on how mo it was just an eerie island in Generation Zero that had nothing but these robots running around. And you're able to bring people into that experience. And I've 
I'm excited because I've played uh, Generation Zero with a few friends, and with in situations with friends in games like that, you can have experiences that totally you'd be talking about for days. I'm rambling. Oh no, rambling's good, yeah, buddy. I've been rambling all, all, all day, so it's fine. I just you ramble. I thought it was funny because uh, it's man, Generation Zero was a game that I dabbled in at first by myself. Totally did not like it. And then a friend of mine saw it too and was like, I'm thinking about checking it out. And so he got it. We started playing it together. His kid joined us. And after that, it turned into this huge adventure of just running around this island and wreaking havoc on robots and just scavenging for weapons and just trying to figure out what the hell happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, to be honest, I'm going to be honest. Uh, and this is my pure speculation, but I think Avalanche is definitely, I think Avalanche is the next studio that's going to be announced uh, for Xbox. And I say that for a couple of reasons. Um, obviously, this, uh, this exclusive that they have going on, uh, I think that they feel very strongly about it. Xbox feels strongly about it. Um, the fact that they have previous connections with Bethesda, who is now with Xbox, uh, they uh, did Rage 2. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you have that type of connection there. Um, they're three studios. They're also overseas. Uh, they're in, uh, I believe, Norway? Sweden, I uh, think. Sweden, um, yeah. Um, so you, you add all that stuff up. Uh, I'm going to say that by the end of this year or possibly E3 next year, that they are going to be definitely announced. I have a real uh, good feeling that that's going to happen. or I'm pretty uh, bullish on that because it just makes too much sense, especially if if the game does well. And I heard it's pretty close. Um, they've been working on it for a while. If the game does well, uh, again, it's about, you know, uh, we were making jokes about about cultivating these relationships. Mm-hmm. But that's exactly what would happen here. Um, you have a previous relationship with Bethesda, and now you have a relationship with Xbox, and, and uh, they're overseas. So when you're overseas, Xbox uh, does not get taxed the same way that they would get taxed uh, if it was within the States. So they basically don't have to pay taxes or they pay a, 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 a margin of what they, they would pay verse if it was based in the states uh they we you learned of this um when minecraft was purchased uh the people were like well 2.2 billion at the time people were actually making fun of the deal that was xbox paid way too much as we look back we laugh at those people but part of the the lore of that whole thing was that they, they had this offshore this offshore whatever you want to call it uh uh, bank and um, it's just good to see that uh, that that uh, it looks like they're going down that route. So for me, um, I think it like, makes a lot of sense. They get three divisions: one's in New York, corporate offices in in, in uh, Norway, um, and uh, and I think Xbox and Phil wants to have for for the studios. He wants to have a global appeal. Mm-hmm. And um, he wants to have a global presence. I think Yoshida said it once 
and it hit home um, that you know that Sony is the world, and it really is. When they have they have portions of Europe and and the states, and then they had Japan, where Xbox is kind of like located in the United States, and that's it. Now you have Xbox in the United States, and you have them some in Japan with Bethesda Tango. Uh, but yeah, this is one of the guys that uh, I'm I'm going to say is a good chance it's going to happen, and um, it'll be nice. I think it's a nice studio to get uh, how. How they would how they would work the whole situation with Booty, I have actually uh, had asked a question or two to certain people, and um, you know there was a belief that people didn't believe in Booty, uh, or they were questioning him. Thing, I don't know if that necessarily was true by the answer that I've gotten. The answer that I pretty pretty much was thinking that you know he 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 wants pioneered or he pushed midway and that think of all the all the studios that all the games that they were pushing out so uh they are uh fully behind booty and um you know they if they did a a, a purchase of avalanche uh you would you know uh you would think that uh it would probably they would do the whole whole thing with bethesda where it kind of like is it's a subsidiary um, or whatever, like they have their own thing. I don't think that they would change it much, but uh, it doesn't, you know, I don't think that they would be consolidating or thinking that Booty couldn't handle another three studios. Um, from from what I've gathered, that they have a real, real high confidence level. And the reason why I say that is because there was rumors that, um, there was rumors that, that he was, you know, getting questioned by some of the the, the inner studios uh, about budgets and stuff like that, but uh, which might be true, uh, but that's probably, um, you know, that's probably a studio like Compulsion saying, "Oh, I want a big budget. Why is uh, this guy getting a big budget?" And uh, you know, that stuff goes on uh, all the time, and um, I, that's fine because that's just part of the business, but. Uh, yeah, so good things on that on that front. I, I do think that uh, this will studio will be under Xbox surely soon enough. Mm-hmm. I, I think to build on that, um, the back catalog would essentially come to Game Pass, so we will get all the Just Cause games, Mad Max, uh, all the other stuff. But I think I, I was recently just looking up the Metacritic scores for their games, and surprisingly, Avalanche is a very unique studio in that. Their games are actually in the high 60s, low 70s of Metacritic, believe it or not. And yet they end up becoming so popular and yet they're so fun with people and they resonate with with gamers. I I feel like they're the only studio that can get away with that. But if this were to happen, I think now that uh, Contraband is under Xbox, uh, uh, they're working more closely. I think that they can, uh, you know, just... Just help them, you know, just just give them tips, tools of the trade, uh, a better budget to just make the game that much better because if they want to make this game like a, a game that sells like sea of thieves like years after release i think it, it 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 pays for them to see what xbox is doing and like the tips that that that, that they have to tell them so I, I but also i think because of the low metacritic scores the lower end i guess it would actually make for an, uh, a lower purchase price i think 
See, if, if they were cranking out 90-plus Metacritic score games, I think the buying price would be, like, maybe a little too much for them. But I think that might right. actually help them. The fact that they're a little bit yeah. more, but room, room to improve. 100%. I wouldn't be, like... It wouldn't be setting the world on fire, you know. Um, I don't think that Xbox fans would be, like, totally... I think they'd be happy, but like you said... Um, you know they probably would would come at a at a you know a reasonable deal and and again there's no ta- the tax implications are 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 big as well because you know you think you know if if you were spending let's say it's just let's say that I wouldn't say that, I'm going to say that they would be purchased for something around four hundred million maybe or three hundred million to think that Insomniac was bought by two hundred and twenty nine million by Sony is just absolutely I mean that studio yeah yeah you're so right yeah. they could have sold themselves easily for a billion so I I mean I I love the guys at Insomniac but Jesus I mean. That's the, the that's like that annoys me that even Sony. I mean, I would think that that would be like that's after Spider Man too. Yeah. Um, and Insomniac, if you look at them, they're probably one of their most impressive studios right now. They put out Spider Man, which was uh, with ray tracing at launch, and they did Ratchet and Clank, which I think did pretty good. You know, I think that it was a little overhyped, but. Um, still, you know, quality freaking studio for $229 million. Uh, you'd think that Avalanche would be less than that, but they're actually bigger than Insomniac uh, as they have three locations, three real estates, three locations in the world uh, or, or they're operating. So I would say, um, let's just say it would be $500, $500 million, but then you don't have to pay taxes on that. That's you know you could you could up the offer a little bit to make it uh, attractive to them, but yeah, I honestly I do feel that this is um, a deal that uh, is likely to happen mm-hmm. unless the completely shits the bed. Yeah, like I just like I'm very curious to see what they're developing here. Like as Centurion was stating, uh, how they're going to be retooling the Apex engine because if any of you guys played. Uh, their titles but uh, i really enjoyed just cause 3 just because of how i mean i just thought it was a really fun game it was really crazy all the action um i haven't played just cause 4 i remember hearing some mixed things when it first got released but uh it really shaped up from what i'm to understand uh mad max i mean i played that it, it, it's a fantastic game uh, the vehicular combat is a lot of fun Again, they they make fun open world games, and I'm just curious to see how they tackle so, uh, a crazy co op game too, where you're like a a smuggler. So I th- I think it's funny how everybody leaves a game out of out of because it's like I um we have massive open worlds, systemic reaction, and then obviously the main avalanche team as they're called. Um, and I love how no. You want to see kind of their multiplayer, I guess the guys that are good at multiplayer in under the Avalanche Studios umbrella, and that's over a systemic reaction with the guys that are doing Second Extinction. Um, mm-hmm. I feel a lot of people always don't realize that Second Extinction is under Avalanche's, I guess, umbrella. Um, and if you really kind of look at it, I mean, it. I have played both Generation Zero and... Um, 
Second Extinction, they almost feel in a way somewhat similar. Um, open world, dude. Second Extinction though has a much more vibrant, uh, lively world compared to Generation Zero's. Just like darkness and just very. I mean, dude, Generation Zero. There could be like literally 20, 30, 45 minutes between action points. Where on Second Extinction that doesn't happen. And I really feel like they're going to definitely probably reach out to some of the developers that are under their umbrella to probably give them pointers, tips, ideas. And we're going to probably see a very, very fun-filled experience. I see, honestly, just like almost like payday, but done way better. Ah, yes. Yeah, that's great, great, Centurion, great thing. That's, that's exactly what I heard. When, when I heard, I knew about this game that was uh, discussed. Uh, I, I'm watching the dogs right now. I'm house sitting, so if you hear some, my dogs are going, dogs are going crazy. Um, but, um, so the point was that the payday, that's exactly what I thought um, when, you know, I heard about this rumored game and the way it was being pitched. And uh, I was in, it was in the Xbox live chat with some people. And some people were like, oh, that's going to be shit and that's the thing. And then I'm thinking, like, I never knew. Payday 2 should have been so much better. Remember that, that game? Wasn't it marred by, like, it just didn't run? Like, oh, dude, I tried playing that game with some fr friends uh, a few months ago. And that game, oh, my God, we actually deleted it off our Xbox. It's like, yeah, I am so glad that was uh, very ch – no, I think we bought it for five bucks. <laughs> so yeah that's yeah. why i was just like we were totally unimpressed at the experience for sure right i remember I, the, the idea is great and listen if it's a multiplayer game only you know let, listen uh it's the days of selling xbox have those single player games and this and that throw that shit out the window you got starfield you got hellblade you got all these games and you got halo uh, unfortunately it's don't don't criticize xbox because uh they pulled on a full-on uh, multiplayer and single player experience like Gears, Forza, Halo. Uh, it's because you know you talk about uh, uh, you know uh, quality, but you're getting quality multiplayer, quality single player. But if it's a multiplayer only game, uh, which is suspected to be uh, kind of like Heist or a Payday Heist, uh, that's a cool idea, and, and I have no problem with that. I um, really like the idea of. Sorry to interrupt him. Uh, but they yeah. actually said it's supposed to take place in the 1970s. Yeah. Some of the best gangster films. We're talking like, you know, uh, Scarface and other films like that. Yeah. Are, they take place around kind of that that whole generation of like crime. This is before satellite tracking. This is before almost like radio technology where, you know, cops could chase you for miles, miles and miles. I mean, it's actually probably going to be a way, way better experience just because of its time setting alone. Yeah, 100%. Just think about the games that they make, like uh, like Rage 2. I mean, I played it. I didn't finish it, but I played it. And in the, in the, in the combat and the shooting and the explosions uh, were pretty cool. So you put that, that type of game engine or that type of uh, you know talent and you put that behind that idea – I can understand why Xbox um, supposedly is very excited about this game. And uh, when you look at the um, trailer, it kind of reminded me of Indiana Jones trailer, what they did. 
you know, where they kind of just spanned over the, and then you saw like the clock. And with this stuff, you saw like the, the I think the bag, the uh, grenades, and you saw all this stuff. Um, yeah, I can, think about that. That could be pretty cool. Like you go in with four guys, and like you know, you're massively fighting police and you know you're getting shot at and then you have to take the car and you have to take the money and you have to go to a, probably a location you're getting chased uh and all those mechanics just like in rage 2 when you're driving the, the car they have the pedigree to make that game and and just just kind of envision that in mad max and and for me i'm envisioning like you said payday 2 with a heist uh, a gta heist yeah, like I said, I can understand why Xbox is a little uh, high on this game and why there's acquisition talks because they're probably seeing the game and, you know, they're probably a little excited about it. And, uh, you know, a lot of people say, you know, um, you know, these studios, you could judge them, you know, they suck. They had this and that. Listen, many studios had, even Naughty Dogs, they had shit games that came out. You look at the things, it's about naturally growing. It's about, you know, uh, you know, sticking, to, you know, doing what you're doing. You look at a, like Gorilla Games, like they were a joke with Shadowfall. You know, they, they had a 70 Metacritic. They were they, they had a lot of bombs on their hands. And then they have Horizon and it's like, oh, my God. Even Insomniac, you look at them. Um, and they, they, they had some games, but then they had their, you know, their, their big games that come through. So this might be Avalanche's game where they, you know, blossom out and, uh, it'd be, like I said, it's, it's amazing that, that Xbox, uh, is getting this, these exclusives in addition to the 35 teams or 36 teams that they have working on games, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I mean, listen, the, the reason why we're excited and we're, 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 we're we're happy here on 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 this podcast and just Xboxes because this shit's exciting. Like they got a lot of stuff coming down, man. I can only imagine when this starts stuff to starts to uh, hit. Like I, I keep saying, it's going to be an embarrassment of riches. Like you know, that's like when you just like you know you just have so many games and they're just hey, hitting you. Hey them. Tim, I know you can talk to people over at Xbox. You got to tell them to start marketing a shirt that says Xbox has too many games. <laughs> yeah, or Starfield, my favorite. <laughs> Starfield. Oh, God. <laughs> Just Starfield. I, I, that's what they all, that's, that's, I don't really get, when I, I'll ask a question and uh, a lot of, a lot of uh, things I've been getting lately is they're mocking me. Do they just put Starfield? That's their answer. It's like they do it back to me. You know, uh, you know, like, cause, uh, as you know, I just typed Starfield mm-hmm. and it's like a running joke on my Twitter. Uh, and this is just, listen, people are like, Tim, you're going to take the biggest L. I have all the confidence in the world that Starfield is going to be a huge, huge hit. Do I have confidence in the world is going to hit on that date? I don't know. I, that could get delayed, but I do believe that that game is going to be what, <laughs> listen, I grew up playing Maramond. I loved Maramond. How good was it? Skyrim, one of my favorite games ever played. Okay, I have, a, I have, I played it on PC. I've over eighty hours on it. Amazing game. Um, this is going to be the next generation of that, and uh, I just think it's going to be a huge hit. So uh, when I say that 
Starfield really like like I literally would like take days off of Twitter. So like I said, I've been very busy working, um, studying for CDL, whatever. Just been crazy since like like when started everything starting to get back to normal. Um, doing family stuff, a lot of stuff, this and that. Uh, but so I haven't been on Twitter as much. But anyway, I would I would just literally put Starfield, and I'd wake up. And I get like 500 likes and like 100 followers a day. <laughs> and I did it. It was like a running joke. I did it like for like a week. And I literally got to 40,000 followers just doing that for like a month. Like, like I gained 5,000 followers, 3,000 followers in a month or something, whatever crazy it was. But that's how people, so many people are really hyped about that game. And, uh, you know, I honestly, uh, people think it's going to suck or they're saying it's Fallout 76. They're in for a rude awakening, man. Um, that game uh, is going to be amazing. And I think it's going to be, it's going to really, uh, you know, our imaginations are going to be great. You know, it's, you can only think of how much mm-hmm. it's going to go. But yeah, I mean, I'm ranting tonight, but like I said, uh, you know, I'm really excited. Uh, you can't wait uh, to just just when the st- flight simulator is coming out the 27th, mm-hmm. sense coming out the 29th. Uh, you know, Psy- really- Psychonauts in next month. Psychonauts. Is it true that Psychonauts 2 is going to only get a next gen enhancement on Xbox only? I did not. Yeah, yes. That, yes, that's correct. Wow. It's a, it's a nice little loophole. The contract only stated it would be for PS4 and Xbox One. They said nothing about PS5 and Series X. Nice. <laughs> so it's a nice little uh, nice little loophole to make Xbox have the edge. Plus, obviously, day one Game Pass. Yeah. Speaking of reti- rep- uh, reading between the lines, did I misunderstand something, uh, Invader? I don't want to like stick my foot in my mouth and wow. tell people about Second Extinction, but Systemic reaction is like the full quote is uh, establish a more stable foundation and business built around three divisions, the main avalanche studio teams, the hunter developer expansive worlds and generation zero creator systemic reaction. Well, it's a part of the studio family. And that's where I said they're yeah. under the they're under the umbrella, I guess you would say. Um, yes, that's what and that's where I was saying I'm not. I'm not saying that um, system or systemic reaction had something, to, or I mean, Avalanche had something to do with um, Second Extinction directly, but li- it's as much as a phone call of saying, hey, can we borrow Bob for a few months? And I'm pretty sure they'd let Bob go over there and talk to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, no, no. You're, you got it right. It's not a big deal. Either way, uh, it's a nice group of studios to have. Again, when you talk about the pedigree involved with uh, Rage 2, Mad Max, the Just Cause games, again, those are awesome games to have in Xbox's portfolio. I'm just thinking about like a, uh, I mean, who knows if we'll get to that point, but, you know, let's say, you know, a Just Cause 5 that's exclusive to Xbox yeah. in the near future. Like, that's crazy. You know, that's another thing you got to cover. That's a crazy open world game and another feather in their cap, you know. 
So, you know, that's exciting. It's exciting talking about these things. Contraband looks like it's going to be, well, <laughs> again, you know, we talk about things, right? You know, like uh, the next payday or Vermintide or something. But, I mean, you know, like it very well could be for all we know. it. And, and they're talking about vehicular uh, combat and... Uh, I could just see a lot of crazy things going on in this contraband game, and uh, hopefully we get to see a trailer in the coming months. And uh, I don't know, Xbox seems to be very high on this, so oh, yeah, just really looking forward to it. Like Tim was saying, so you know, hopefully uh, we get to see some of that soon. Um, but yeah, guys, I think on that note, I think we'll start uh, signing off here. And I gotta say, guys, really good show tonight with. Uh, Plenty of good, healthy discussions going on here uh, with talk on news coming out of uh, the PlayStation camp, Xbox's Contraband, the Coalition Unreal Engine 5, some news going on there, and more. And hey, to all of you that joined us tonight, thanks for tuning in. Again, it's always great to have you all here. Uh, some new faces, a lot of familiar faces. It's, it's always a, a treat to have you all here. We appreciate it. And if you haven't done so already, consider hitting that like button and subscribing to keep up to date with everything TXR. Now let's move on over to the outros. Uh, Shockley had to uh, uh, get out of here. Uh, he was having some audio issues from the looks of it. Uh, but you can find him at Easy Shock on Twitter. Really good guy to follow. Very insightful. Uh, I'll start signing out here with our newest edition, though, General MLD. Buddy, solid show tonight. Uh, where can everybody follow you at? Uh, thank you, thank you. Uh, at MLD Ghost is my Twitter handle. General MLD is my YouTube one. Um, yeah, starting to make uh, pick up my content. Also, um, I'm, I'm, I was also hired as a writer for uh, a new Xbox-centric site, uh, yeah gpn.gg that's gonna launch uh very soon i i can't say the date but it's it's coming up like i think we need more uh xbox uh centric voices in the gaming media and uh yeah i'll be happy to keep you guys posted about that but otherwise uh yeah like this this show is so much fun it's always fun talking to you guys we we, we bounce off our, our ideas pretty well and it's always a good vibe uh, being on here. So uh, thanks a lot. And I look forward to being a uh, regular here going forward. Yeah. <laughs> no, of course, uh, MLD. And uh, we look forward to seeing your content on there. Again, always support the uh, the new Xbox stuff. So we, can we look forward to your articles and your write-ups there. Um, moving on here, Tim Buddy. Hey, uh, excellent stuff. Uh, always insightful. Very talkative tonight. Uh, where can everybody <laughs> follow you, bud? <laughs> um, yeah, it was tonight. It was raining. And like I said, I haven't been kind of disengaged and uh, really kind of focusing on other stuff. Um, but, you know, when there's passion, there's always passion. But yeah, you can find me on Twitter, xCloud, Tim Dog. Uh, the same the same name is uh, on Xbox Live. Uh, you can hit me up. You can uh, hit me up with a message if you want to play. Uh, play a lot of Madden and baseball games and stuff like that. Um, but uh, I'm really happy uh, that uh, you know uh, uh, General is is here um, and he's with us uh, again. Like I said at the at the start of the show. Um, really was always a fan of him um and uh i feel that uh you know he, he he's well spoken and he has a lot of uh 
strong points and he's not afraid to say them. But he's on the other hand, he's never really I've never seen the guy uh, you know, um be mean or, you know, or just, you know, uh he just states his point. He has a lot of passion and you know, he's just a good dude and, and I'm really happy that he joined this uh this panel. Um I feel like uh the show's uh on the right track. Uh, we got to get Mr. Megatron here. I think he's uh, still playing with Phil every weekend. I guess uh, one day he can grace us with uh, his um, his presence. But um, uh, he'll be he'll be on soon. Just joking about him. I love Megatron. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, really happy about the show tonight. It was uh, I like shows when um, I can be like that and we can just all bounce off each other. And, uh, you know, really good show tonight. One of my, one of my favorites, uh, you know, it's just like we talked about a lot of stuff. I think we all have a lot of enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, we're all, you know, you guys are awesome. Uh, um, you know, awesome content creators, check out everything that you guys do, uh, the platforms that you guys present. Um, you know, I think that, uh, we're all in for, uh, a big boost because uh, it seems like Xbox really has their shit together and uh, we're just like starting this. We're starting to, you know, we're starting to ascend up right now. Well said, Mr. Xbox Lizard. Well said. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, well said. And uh, yeah, no, I really appreciate our newest edition uh, general there. Uh, again, really good show. And uh, who else do we got here? Centurion Bud. Again, it's always fun having you uh, on on deck. Where can everybody follow you at? Um, great show tonight, guys. Had a ton of fun. Uh, really enjoyed the conversation. Thank you to everybody out in the chat. Uh, for those interested in finding me, you can find me at Centurion1307 on YouTube, Twitter, and, of course, Xbox Live. You can also find me every Saturday night on the Shop Podcast and every Sunday night right here on the TXR Podcast. Yeah, brother. Yeah. And let's see, to round this out, uh, of course, this is Invader, and you guys can check out my content on YouTube over at Invader Gaming. Of course, I'm on a wide variety of different um, media sites. You can find my content on BitChute, same name, Invader Gaming, and so on. Guys, good time tonight, and you know we look forward to seeing you all here next week. Take it easy, folks. Relax, and uh, yeah, enjoy your gaming. Catch you later, guys. Bye-bye. <laughs>